Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself. And for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. Are you a lifelong fan of General Hospital? Are you a new fan who wants to know more about the history of the show? Do you enjoy talking about the show with others? Do you find yourself yelling at the TV? Is your self-care an hour a day in Port Charles? If so, we invite you to join hosts Amanda Kimmel and Shannon Coach at the place where all the hidden conversations take place and secrets are revealed. Meet us at Pier 54, a General Hospital fan podcast. Hello. Hi. Welcome to the Port Charles 411 Today, we are talking about baby Lila. We've talked about her so much over the past three and a half years. I'm glad that they gave us this opening to actually share her background, but it's kind of not a fun one. Like, I'm not excited to do this one. It's a sad subject, but I think it's more sad or annoying whenever Sam forgets that she had baby Lila. And so it's nice that she's bringing her up again and... As we read through this, we'll mention the different times that she has brought her up and mentioned her because it is more than we remember sometimes. It absolutely is. I think that's the thing that kind of surprised both of us was, oh, you know, we have heard more of her than we thought we had. Right. Also having Sam and Sasha forming this new friendship. Yes. I think that, I don't know, if it took us this long for Sam and Sasha to now become who each other need for this, I'm for it you know it's because i mean really what was she gonna do talk to drew about it right oh actually that would have been like drew had drew should have had that memory would drew have had that memory i don't don't know know. are we still are we still going with the drew and jason have each other's memory or is that done i think that was only some of them only the ones that like pertained to whatever assignment they were on I don't think okay. that they remembered all the family stuff. I don't know. I, I, don't, I don't know think we'll either. Ever have answer. Not gonna lie, kind of glad that they, yeah, stopped talking about it so much. However, now we have these questions, right? All right. So, do you want to get started talking about Baby Lila's background? Sure. So Lila McCall was the stillborn daughter of mob boss Sonny Corinthos and his ex-mistress Sam McCall. Her intended legal father was former mob boss Jason Morgan, and she was going to be named Lila Morgan after Jason's late grandmother, Lila Quartermain. Sam discovered she is pregnant while she is the mistress to Sonny Corinthos. She is unsure of who the father is because she also slept with Jasper Jacks the night of the Port Charles Hotel fire. During the pregnancy, Sonny breaks up with Sam and returns to his wife Carly and their family. You know, here's the thing. Sunny has done this before. I would like us to come up with a tally. How many times has he hooked up with someone else and then left them to get back together with Carly? Because maybe someone else should have a conversation with (laughs) Nina. Maybe Sam needs to talk to more than um, just Sasha and be like, hey, Nina, I've also been in your position. By the way, it doesn't work out too well. Maybe we need a 411 about Sam and Sunny's affair. 
we we do reference it enough yes that maybe people who are you know we've we've talked about this more recently that if people only started watching the show in the past five years they have no clue that's so sad that's so sad you have to go back and youtube everyone so jason morgan offers to help raise the little girl after learning that sam is pregnant Jason and Sam plan to marry before the little girl arrives, but circumstances present this from happening. When Christina Corinthos Davis was suffering from leukemia and required a bone marrow transplant, Sam's unborn child was found to be a match. The doctor said that Christina would need the stem cells from the little girl's umbilical cord. I would like a medical professional's knowledge on this. Like, Sam's bone marrow doesn't match then how do we know that the umbilical cord matches oh that's a good point and if sam's doesn't match then why would we think to test the umbilical cord like i don't i know nothing about the science behind that but i would be kind of interested to learn like how did they know that that would work okay so christina and c no they didn't know that that yet no, no, no. But they knew that Christina, so Christina was a toddler. So I think that we also need to point that out that Christina and Sam are obviously now closer in age, but at this time, Sam was an adult adult. Christina was two. Okay. So you're thinking they went right to the stem cells because that would be Christina's sibling. Yes. Not, oh my gosh. They were yes. thinking, uh, oh, they were thinking okay. Sunny because they it's didn't the know okay they did she didn't know that the baby she was carrying was also the sister of her sister right yes okay well that makes sense on why they tested it because i was confused on why they would even start there but okay so sam needed to induce an early labor to give the stem cells but she refused afraid for her daughter's life however alexis davis christina's mother confronted sam and yelled at her until she agreed to induce labor Sam collapsed during the confrontation due to placenta abruption, where the placenta suddenly detached, cutting off the little girl's blood and oxygen. Doctors immediately performed a C-section on Sam, but her daughter was stillborn. Sunny allows them to take the little girl's umbilical cord for the stem cells needed to save Christina's life. Jason, Lila's surrogate father. I don't know that surrogate's the right word there, actually. Because nothing... And to adoptive me, the word father, adoptive right. father. That's what I would think it is, is adoptive because because he was going to be listed on the birth certificate. Right. Not Sonny. Right. Sonny was legally going to have no claim to this child. Exactly. I, I would have said stepfather, but whatever. Jason Lila's Jason Lila's surrogate father was the only person out of all her family members that ever got to see or hold her before she was buried. He described her as having dark curly hair and a face shaped like Sam's. Like Sonny and, I mean, it's Sonny and Sam smushed together. Right. Like any baby that comes from them. So surrogate father is actually a name. It's a man who takes care of a child when one or more of the parents are unavailable. Oh, okay. Yeah, a man who acts as a father figure to a child, usually when a father is not in the picture. Oh, okay. So it's not a legal term necessarily. Okay. Because he was legally going to essentially legally be the child's father. 
But Sonny actually, was still going to be involved. But I, I was going to say, I don't think that was actually a legal thing. That was just a, hey, your dad's being a jerk. So I'll fill it. Um, on the headstone, it says, baby girl McCall. She died before her parents made her name official. The name Lila had been decided on after Jason's grandmother, Lila Quartermain, who died while Sam was pregnant. Sam asked Jason if she could name her daughter Lila in honor of her, especially since Lila's maiden name was Morgan. There would be another Lila Morgan, and Jason told her that his grandmother would love it if they gave the baby her name. We are going to do this one one day. <laughs> but <laughs> when we have that, like six months. <laughs> right. But the day that Lila Quartermain passed away on the show was july 14th 2004 so that was still pretty new that she had passed so then it talks about her storyline which goes a little bit deeper into some of the stuff that you mentioned lila mccall is born on screen november 8th 2004 to parents sam and sunny unfortunately lila is still born due to a due to a placenta abruption Jason was present for the whole birth and was the only person to hold her. See, and this is another thing that, like, if people only started watching in the past five years, they never saw that Jason. That's true. They're definitely missing out. There's a reason why JSAM fans are JSAM fans. And none of them started when he came back in 2017. Mm -mm. I would be surprised. Right. If my only experience with them was that to now. No, I, I might have a different nostalgia, I guess. Right. Jason hugs Sonny as he tells Sonny that his daughter was stillborn. Sonny cried in grief over his daughter's death. Stephen Weber, who delivered Lila via C-section, gave Jason, Sonny, and Carly an update on Sam. That was that she was in critical condition and might not make it. Sam beats the odds and survives. Sam never got to hold her little girl after she was born. Jason told her that she was stillborn. Oh, I remember him telling her. That was devastating. It was. mm -mm. Sam can't take the news and goes looking for her daughter. Jason stops her as she falls to the ground crying in Jason's arms. Sonny comes to visit Sam after the birth and she tears right into Sonny for being a deadbeat father and taking their daughter's bone marrow to save his other daughter. He left Sam angry and pissed off at Sonny for making the decision without her knowledge. Alexis visits Sam bedside to thank Sam for saving her daughter. Sam is angry at Alexis and claims that she killed her little girl. This starts a nearly three-year feud between them over Lila's death. Jason also planned her memorial service since Sam was in no position to do it herself while she dealt with losing Lila. And it's important to remember, Sam walked out into a snowstorm where she passed out from the shock on the hospital roof. She was found by a staffer and returned to the hospital bed where Jason checks up on her. Emily gave Sam some clothes at the hospital to wear to Lila's funeral as a favor for being there for her. Sam mentions that there will be no christening, no prom, no graduations, no weddings. Just this one day to honor my daughter at her funeral service. Service. She thanks Jason for being there for her and her daughter during her pregnancy and for being the only person that ever cared about her and her daughter. They then arrive at the church for Lila's funeral service. Sam and Jason arrive at the church 
where a crying Sam stares at Alexis and Rick. Rick being Sonny's brother. Yep. Alexis leaves early as she feels guilty about her role in Lila's death. After the funeral service, Sam placed flowers on her grave. It bore a marker displaying, here is the late beloved daughter of Samantha McCall and Michael Corinthos Jr. Sonny only visited her grave once after she was buried at her funeral. He left heartbroken with Lila's hospital bracelet in his hand to remember her by. Sam returns. To, why did he get the hospital bracelet? I don't know. I don't know. I'm sorry. Yeah, that's mine. Don't touch it. No, no. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. Sam returns to the hospital after her daughter's funeral and has a dream that she's holding her alive daughter with Jason beside her smiling. They both grieve after she wakes. In late November 2004, Sam is discharged from the hospital and nurse Elizabeth Weber told Sam about losing her child with Rick because of a miscarriage back on May 23rd, 2003. This helps Sam with the grieving process. Courtney then tells Jason he needs to help Sam grieve for her little girl because Courtney and Jason knew what it was like to lose a child. They had lost their baby girl due to a miscarriage on August 20th, 2003. So just a too few many, months after Liz and Rick. Right. Too many babies that were just like, oh, we'll write this into the storyline and then have it be a miscarriage. Right. No. Or stillborn. I mean, in a year and a half, there was three. Right. No. <sighs> Late in November 2004, Sam walks into Lila's nursery where she picks up a teddy bear and sits in a chair. She starts crying and dreams that Lila is in the crib. She cries when she sees there was no baby. She wakes up screaming in fear. Sunny walks in and hugs her. Then they go to grieve their little daughter, their little girl together. Four months after Lila's death, Sam is stopped by a fellow patient of Dr. Meadows. She was holding her baby girl named Gabriella and asked about the time spent being pregnant together and how they would talk about their babies. I guess they would be at the same doctor's appointments a lot of right. the time. Did you ever become friends with the ladies in the nursing or the doctor's office that no, I mean, you'd smile at them and say hi because you recognize them from the month before or whatever, but I never carried on meaningful conversations with them. I don't know that I ever noticed that someone was there at the same time. As, I mean, yeah, if you're due at the same time, I guess like you would be in the same process, but the chance of getting the same exact appointment, appointment right, right it was, over and over and over the point where you actually have a friendship is kind of. Exactly. It may have happened once or so to be like, oh, okay, you're a familiar face, but yeah, not enough to hold on a meaningful conversation like that. And maybe that was it. Maybe it was just like once or twice they saw each other and she just recognized her in the hall and was like, hey, yeah, how's your baby girl doing? And she told her that she was stillborn and the other mother expresses her sympathy as Jason looked on. Hmm. So that was the end of her storyline. And then, as you mentioned earlier, she's actually been talked about several times since 2004. Yes. So on September 20th, 2005, an amnesiac Jason ended up at Lila's tombstone when, she, when Sam showed up. On November 8th, Jason and Sam remember Lila on what would have been her first birthday and her death anniversary during the Port Charles train wreck crisis. In 2006, Sam had a nightmare that Manny kidnapped his, kidnapped her 
alive Lila. I think that should just say Lila like she was alive, but okay. She also dreamed about her adoptive brother, Danny, who died from the encephalitis outbreak that, that he was taking care of Lila in heaven. In early 2006, Sam went looking for her birth mother. Shortly after Danny's death, she discovered she was adopted. Danny's last words were, they picked the right little sister for me, leaving Sam suspicious. I love that. I know, that is so sweet. She meets with the principal at the private school of a teenage girl who gave birth to a baby around the time of her birth. The principal refused to disclose the information of the teenage mother or her whereabouts, but Jason and Sam, because, you know, they might have a little background in this, sneaks into the principal's office and discover Alexis's school picture in the yearbook under her birth name. Later, later, Star Johnson confirms Sam's suspicion. Stan. Stan. I'm like, I'm changing the whole. It's okay. It's okay. I, I'm so excited for Star to be there, but that's not what right. the word says. No. Later, Stan Johnson confirms Sam's suspicions and talks about Christina and Lila's many times saying they were the perfect match for the bone marrow transplant. He also says how wrong Alexis was to kill her own granddaughter over her own daughter, Christina, which is total ridiculousness. Maybe they did. If they had tested Lila by doing an amniocentesis. Okay. And that's how they found out that she was a perfect match. Do they look at DNA? Because wouldn't it have been discovered that they had, that Sam's baby had genes from both sides similar to Christina's? I don't know. We need a geneticist. Isn't that fascinating though? Like just thinking about that. (laughs) Right. I don't know. I don't know. How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volure XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a -a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Um, Alexis painted herself as mother of the year. She acted as she did no wrong when it came to Christina and Molly. It's later revealed that Sam's grandfather 
Mikos took her, letting Alexis think that she died while Mikos sold her to the McCall family to be adopted. I, I feel like that does explain some of it, though, because in the beginning, Sam was so angry at Alexis for giving her up for adoption. But Alexis was a teenager and she didn't even give her up for adoption. She thought that the baby had died. So, right. And then so I guess April- she thought that her family was taking because it says that she dumped her off. So maybe she thought that she was just leaving her with the family and then found out that we need to go back to to discover this yeah i i feel like kind of like with um willow she thought that she was giving her up for adoption okay which is a traumatic decision even if it is in the baby's best interest but then she was told that the baby had passed away so the baby wasn't still out there and that was why alexis hadn't continued like hadn't started looking for her on her own she didn't think she was out there yeah So then on April 7th, 2006, Sam visits Lila's grave for the first time and talks about Alexis being her grandmother. Mid-2006, Sam and Jason got into a fight when he gave her a pink bracelet, pink blanket, I'm sorry, intended for Lila if she had lived. This results in Sam and Jason breaking up, which I don't remember that, and I'm not sure. I feel like there must have been more behind that than a blanket. There had to have been. Right, that's not Uh. like... How do we remember some of the craziest things and we forget stuff like this? Yes. On November 7th, 2006, while Jason and Sam were on the run after Sam was framed and charged with murder, they talk about Lila again and how much they miss her. Sam holds Jason's niece, Lila Ray Alcazar, because the name means so much to them. I feel like she would have held her anyway, but there was special meeting there. Right. And that was Sky Quartermain's baby girl with Lorenzo Alcazar. Yes. On November 8th, 2006, Sam visits her daughter's gravesite on what would have been her second birthday. Um, May of 2007, Sam, while drunk after finding out that Jason is the father of Liz's son, talks about baby Lila. In June of 2007, Sonny mentions Lila after he found out about Sam's aliases. He tells Jason that he believes Sam tried to trap him with a baby, which I don't know why he would say that. That was not true. Yeah. Not at all. But was this when it was, when was it discovered that she had pulled the cons though? Because she used to be a big con artist. I mean, she did used to be a big con artist, but maybe that's when all that came out. Yeah. But I don't think she wanted a baby to tie her down. There's a difference between running cons on people and having a kid. Like that's a lot more commitment. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I'm sure you can't pick up and leave town as easy with a baby as you can without one. Very true. Don't know. I don't have multiple passports. <laughs> In 2007, Lucky mentioned Sam's daughter, Lila, as a miscarriage when they had a fight about Liz and Jason's son, Jake Spencer, being kidnapped. I don't and that know. Was another if- one that. So, okay. Jason was legally going to be the father of Lila, but then right. Lucky was legally the father of Jake, even though Jason was the biological father. Yes. I don't okay, know if cool. it says miscarriage like that, though. Like Lucky said it in a nasty way because a miscarriage and a stillborn are both humongous losses, but they're not classified. They're not the, the same. same. Yeah. So I don't know if he was, I don't know, saying that like as it wasn't as big of a loss or what. 
um I on can't june picture sunny or i can't picture lucky lucky saying it like saying that right but the way that... it says miscarriage in quotes it's like was that supposed to be a slap in the face on june 25th 2007 sam visits her daughter's gravesite and tells her about jason having a son with liz august 20th 2007 while packing up some of her things with Amelia Joff, Sam discovers Lila's blanket and tells Amelia about her. In the summer of 2011, Carly was about to lose her daughter Jocelyn to Jax during a custody battle and needed Jason's help. Sam wasn't having it with Carly because Jason needed brain surgery. <laughs> so she and Carly got into a fight with Sam telling Carly, no, I'm sorry, with Carly telling Sam, you don't know what it's like to lose a child, causing Sam to slap Carly in the face. Yeah, yeah because at sometimes least Jocelyn was alive. Exactly. Carly needs to think there. Um, not talking to someone or not seeing them all the time is not the same as them being deceased and you never getting to see them. You can't even compare the two. Right. And in Joss's timeline, I don't know. I feel like this was probably before the kidney issue. Right. Maybe. But regardless, what it, what they were fighting about was just the custody yeah exactly not the um life right <laughs> in early 2012 there's another lila mention as sam went to visit heather weber and she asked sam how her little girl was and sam told her that she lost her a long time ago and then when giving birth to lila's younger maternal half-brother danny morgan sam mentions lila's birth well of course whenever you have another kid you think about the previous kid that you had and like the whole birth story yeah um in june 2012 when danny was switched to birth this does not happen to everyone <laughs> when danny was switched to birth and presumed dead because of heather weber and todd manning sam mentions lila while in the hospital after fighting with jason over danny's quote-unquote death that was the whole um taya delgada switch with danny craziness basically the and, same thing as wiley yes exactly and so then later at the funeral of her son sam mentions lila again and then that baby was buried next to baby lila and then it's no longer buried there because it wasn't her baby to have buried there to begin with we need to really give sam a lot of credit for she has essentially lost two children right you know Yes, Danny found out to be alive and everything, but I can't even imagine. Exactly. Especially you know, the emotional state that you're in right after you have a baby. Not saying right. it would ever be a good time for that to happen, but your emotions are so all over the place to begin with. To have to deal with that is just insane. And it's and weird then, that they mention it, that baby Victor was switched. Like his... his grave was moved because he was essentially a one life to live character not a general hospital character and right because taya and victor were both from one life to live his parents so maybe know. that's the point he was moved back to landview okay okay um december 2016 as carly lost her son morgan in a car explosion a pregnant Sam tells Carly, I know what it's like to lose someone like that and how it feels while comforting her. So that's friend Carly and Sam. In 2017, when Sam was pregnant with her 
maternal half-sister Scout, which the baby's maternal half-sister Scout, Dr. Lee mentions that Salmon had a miscarriage in the past referring to Lila, which again, wrong word, but okay. And for a doctor to be saying. Mm. Exactly, exactly. Like it's lucky we'll chart. let you go because yeah, maybe he didn't know all the information surrounding it. Oh, he had a thing with Sam too, didn't he? Yeah. Is that before or after that? Okay. <laughs> November 10th, 2017, a returned Jason tells Scout about her big sister, Lila. And on August 21st, 2018, the day of Michael's son's funeral, Jason and Sam visit Lila's grave. Sam comments to Jason that Lila would have been 14 years old that year. And Sam also tells Jason that she would not have survived losing Lila without him and that she would have given up if she didn't have him to hold on to. So many baby switches, baby deaths, baby not deaths. Like, yeah. oh my gosh. I don't like these storylines we need. We can have help, happy, healthy babies that just right, grow right. up. It's, it's one, you know, it's fine to do with some because miscarriage is a part of everyday life and they address subjects that we have to deal with in real life. But I right. feel like just making people pregnant for that <gasps> moment and then turning around and making them miscarriage miss carrie is unfair or have a right. still like even if esme's baby winds up being okay oh by the way if you are just now listening and it's not 2022 <laughs> this was all prompted because sam and sasha started talking it was coming up on the one year anniversary of liam's birth and passing and she and sam connected on this so i mean what maxi's babies are born on the side of the road right you know when was the last Which time we just felicia. had if you think about that felicia has her babies in the middle of nightclubs and so she was then born in the kids. middle of the nightclub and she was dressed as a clown trying to get out of a window when she was pregnant with maxi you are correct right right so i guess the the jones women just have crazy delivery stories but when was the last time that we just had a baby being born in a hospital i don't know hospital I it must have been when i mean donna was born in a hospital but that was because they knew she had spina bifida yeah so before leo? that was leo a typical or maybe scout was scout a i guess she must have been but i don't remember that although no because didn't drew died while she was pregnant with scout right was she pregnant or was she? I can't I don't remember. Know. All right. We're getting off topic. Right, yep. Too many baby right, stuff. Anyway, but so yeah, let's have that's a whole other 411 itself. <laughs> exactly. But if you take a look, they actually list her ethnicity as Cuban-American, Greek-American, Irish-American, Russian-American, and Swedish-American. And she She's... is also Russian royalty. Oh, my. And I think she might be the only character that this part applies to that she is part of the Cassidines, Corinthoses, Davises, Eckerts, Jeromes, McCalls, Morgans, Quartermains, and Spencers. All the major families, a little bit of the subfamilies. Yeah, she's she's I, part of everybody's family. I can't think of anyone else that would have I mean she's connected to every family. Yeah. Just about. All the major yeah. families, all the legacy families, you know, the Catherine's right. 
Quartermains and Spencers, and then the new legacies with the Corinthoses, Jeromes. Wow. Yeah, she would have been um, quite the famous baby. Yep. And then one, two. So Danny Morgan, Scout Kane. We're going into siblings. Dante Falconeri is her brother. Baby boy Corinthos, who passed away. Michael Corinthos, adoptive because Sonny is not blood, but he's Michael's dad. Christina Corinthos Davis, who is also her mom's sister. Uh Uh-huh. Morgan Corinthos, Avery Jerome Corinthos, Donna Corinthos, and Jake Spencer is listed as a surrogate, which I'm going to go with the right of the family that you are so close to that that person is your brother or sister. You know, you're just that right. close to that person. But I mean, it's <sighs> wow. Yep. That was a lot, but again, hopefully this takes us in a good direction with her I and Sasha because so. they would be really cool as friends. I hope so. And I think I was just thinking, I'm like, cause y- you read all these and it's Liz has gone through it, you know, mm, so much. Let's, let's hope that 2023 brings us a standard pregnancy with a normal birth, a quote, I don't even want to say normal birth because, but, because there's not really such a thing. <laughs> How about buy the book? <laughs> sure. As long as the baby comes out, it's normal. Like, that's right. my or, opinion one, on it. One it that's is, just not sad. That's all. Yes. There we go. One that's not a tragedy. Yes. So, no parents dying. No babies dying. Exactly. No, no questioning parentage. Well, now that's asking for a lot. It is a soap. We can have one baby that it's not. That would have been Donna. You got that with Donna. Carly knew who Donna's dad was. But then Donna had health issues. Yeah, but I feel like you're just asking for too much if you want the baby (laughs) to be perfectly healthy. All right. So becoming a parent and having a baby is dramatic enough. Right, right. We don't need this wrench thrown in every single storyline. But, yeah. oh well. I mean, it's not really a happy story. You know, it's one that I'm glad that we're telling it, you know. Yes. Because we've mentioned it several times. But, yes. It's not really a happy way to end this other than, as you mentioned, you know, we hope that this moves along the story of Sasha and Sam being friends yes so join us on monday as we recap this week's shows have a good weekend and we'll meet you with a peer bye bye if you enjoyed today's show we invite you to go to peer54podcast.com to subscribe on your favorite platform don't forget to leave us a review and you can also follow us on many social media channels just search for peer 54 podcast Also, we are not perfect, so if there is something that we missed or messed up, just let us know by emailing us at peer54podcast at gmail.com.